official at workstation. North Shore 1049, WBOQ Gloucester. It's time for John Paul, the car doctor, on North Shore 1049. Call today with your car questions, comments, or concerns. 1-800-370-1049. That's 1-800-370-1049. John Paul, the car doctor. Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Car Doctor program on North Shore 1049. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems on this frigidly cold day. Biff, what's the temperature up in uh, up in uh, North Beverly? I think we're uh, we're holding at eight, somewhere around eight, eight. but it's, yeah, it's going up a little bit. Yeah, about the same in my house. It was uh, it was it's pretty nippy. brisk out this morning. Oh, God, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and this morning I was. Uh, I actually did a, a radio interview on a little radio station in Westerly this morning, and it was about the same temperature down there as well, down at uh, way at the edge of the Rhode Island Connecticut line. Cold so, everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's cold, cold everywhere, and and uh, Mark Rosenthal says uh, snow coming in a few days. Yeah, big storm, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, they always they always say big storms, and then sometimes they are, sometimes they're not, and sometimes they're the blizzard of '78. Exactly. Which, is, which <laughs> so. the anniversary is not that far away. Uh, actually, it's not. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, hey, um, I've told a story about my uh, my uh, Volkswagen that I bought. That a uh, uh, former coworker of mine, somebody I don't see very often anymore, but we actually used to do radio together years and years ago, and on a little radio station called WMVU up in Nashua. And then uh, moved moved the program up to WGIR up in Manchester. But uh, myself and Dave Juve used to do a program together. He was the director of uh, public relations for AAA New Hampshire. I worked at AAA Massachusetts, so we did this program together. And uh, he was moving recently from his uh, house to a condo. And they had three cars, and one of the cars was a Volkswagen Beetle convertible that they bought almost new i think it was six months old when they purchased it and they weren't quite sure what to do with it i said i called him up and i said dave what are you going to do with it and he goes ah, I, don't, I don't know i donated to a charity i'm like i'm like what charity are you going to donate to he said ah, i don't i don't know you know one of those charities you know one of those i said you know they're not all charities well long story short i ended up buying the car and uh it has been it has been a pretty good car for me so far, but he wasn't quite sure what to do with it. And as we were chatting back and forth, I needed an extra car, and it worked out fine. But um, sometimes charities aren't all they appear to be. And with us on the phone is Joe Hearn. He is the uh, CEO of a company called Advanced Remarketing Services. And Joe, that doesn't tell me a whole lot about what your company does. And good morning. Joe? Joe? Service is actually focused on older, high-mileage, and end-of-life vehicles. So our particular focus is the cars that are really at the end of their useful life um, and headed into the recycling stream. Um, that's the advanced part of our remarketing services. It's a uh, complex uh, handling of um, you know, commodity assets. But one of the things that we proudly do and are, are, are really um, uh, very well known for is we run the national vehicle donation programs for Habitat for Humanity, American Cancer Society, CARE, um, National Public Radio, and Car Talk, uh, just a, um, a great group of charities top to bottom, UNICEF, arthritis. Um, we've raised over $200 million for charities uh, and returned over 80% of that gross, gross dollar over like the last decade. So, yeah, car donation is a big part of what we do, and it sounds like you intercepted one of ours. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Uh, no, no problem at all. I'm glad that uh, you, you, that it's working out for you there. That's great. Now, um, more important, well, not probably more importantly, but a, you also have a website called Car Donation Wizard, and correct. Give us some information about that. So yeah, so Car Donation Wizard is actually just one of the many kind of front doors into this process. So our our service at Car Donation Wizard, you would see 
um, the myriad of charities that we work with and for um, throughout the United States. Uh, um, charities, large and small, but primarily the, the our, our largest ones are large nationally known brand charities. Um, and uh, yeah, there's um, there's there's all sorts of uh, information on that site about um, executing your title in every state. Um, uh, there certainly is a ton of information about how to donate, why to donate, um, how to avoid donation scams, of which you had mentioned there are a load of them out there. Um, but, you know, it's funny. It's um, it's really just one of the funnels, as I said. So it's actually the same kind of process that you go through a card donation wizard you would go through if you went to care.org or habitat.org or American Cancer or cancer.org. Um, and you clicked on the donate links for donate your vehicle, you you end up in, in an instance of Cardination Wizard, and we take your vehicle information, your do, the donor information, um, and we arrange for the pickup, transportation, and legal sale on their behalf. So that, you know, the, the idea of um, knowing what's a charity and, and not, um, like... You know, I, I was kind of saying, yeah, not everything is a, a charity. It gets it gets a little bit confusing because um, you you really sometimes don't know when when it's going to be, and, and you you look at it and you say, uh, oh, it's I hear the commercials, so it must, and they kind of say they're a charity, but they're not really a charity. Well, you know, it's it's a really interesting. It's a it's a really interesting slice of the of the fundraising world. This car donation program, um, because a lot of these organizations, you know, sound good organizations, uh, um, uh, you know, purport to help kids or veterans or whatever. But really, they're just interested in acquiring the vehicle um, for nothing, right? So, um, yeah. in some cases, they've organized under their own five hundred one c three. In other cases, they go through other 501c3s, which is its own kind of, you know, really daisy chain of of of, of religious charities and 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 sound good charities. It's it's actually become a big deal, a, a real problem for um, some of our like national brand charities, like American Cancer Society, who we will occasionally get telephone calls for people and they're like, no, 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 I I, I voted, I donated to American Cancer, but what really happened is. The keywords on the website on, on the web get camped on, and and um, uh, you know people get led into these funnels where they think they're donating to the American Cancer Society, but they're donating to the American Cancer Fund or the you know Cars and Kids Fund or something like that. It's really, it's really uh, it's 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 really dispiriting, um, and some of it unfortunately is even legal, right? Like they just take take um, they take advantage of 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 people's goodwill um and and they uh enrich themselves rather than take care of the organizations yeah it 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 is and i know i had somebody call me up and they donated a car somewhere and and i think they honestly i think they were hoping for some giant tax deduction but at the end of the day they got really almost nothing they got a receipt that got almost nothing for their car but they're like uh, after i found out it wasn't it was more just an auction house where they were kind of saying, oh, at the end of the day, they give a certain percentage kind of across the board to charity. But as they did some more digging, they found out it was something like less than 10% of all the cars that went through the auction, uh, the money went to charity. So uh, you, you're not really supporting a whole lot other than an auction house and some used car dealers at that point. Yeah. And some of these are, they're pretty despicable practices in some cases, and some of them are just plain lazy. Um, to illustrate a point, there's a lot of those older Volkswagens, and you know, you know, we deal with a, an average age vehicle. It's almost 16 years old, so we deal with a lot of older, low value, um, and high mileage vehicles. But we also get a lot of amazing altruistic donations. And just this week, literally just this week, we handled a um, a Porsche, a '99 uh, uh, Porsche that we ended up selling for twenty six thousand dollars, right? Um, and it was a very interested donor who we went through all the funnels and examined what would have happened if he had gone through this program or that program or anything like that. But the net difference, the mo I mean, we returned 94% of that back to the charity. The net difference um, would have been twelve or $14,000 that wouldn't have gone to the charity just if he, clicked, if he clicked on any other organization. So there's some, it's, it really is, John, it's just, 
it's just it's just such muddy water and especially through the coronavirus right like where um wholesale demand was just booming and booming and booming and car values were just rocketing uh up 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 and up um it made it it made a lot of these oper- these efforts even more brazen um as the vehicle values go up the opportunity to spend money to to mislead people goes up and up and up so especially in the fourth quarter it was crazy there was just it was, it was the Wild West all over again. I bet. We're talking with Joe Hearn. Yeah. He is the president and CEO of Advanced Remarketing Services. And we're talking about car donations. And there was a time where people thought, oh, I have this uh, you know, 20-year-old Ford Taurus out in my backyard, and uh, there's a tree growing through it. But, you know, the book value is still you know, $2,100, so I can deduct that on my taxes. That's not quite how that works, right? No, and it hasn't been that way in, like, that was 2004, I think they changed that tax law. They yep. moved away from the um, from the blue book valuation to a selling price rule, right? So it, there was clearly, for a generation, uh, an enormous tax opportunity to use um, a, a book guide, which is, as anyone and any of your listeners who are out there um, looking to buy a car have to be very, very careful when they, they're told something that, the, you know, a guide price, right? There's all sorts of levels of guide pricing. There's this, you know, the methodology would have, if properly administered, you know, could have, is a useful um, tool, but it was just blatantly gained for so many years. So they, mm. they trimmed that down, but a lot of people still, um, a lot of people still uh, kind of are under that impression. And we have, huge numbers of repeat donors and and some of those donors repeat in very small windows like 18 months and some of those donors repeat every six or seven years so some of those people who may have donated before and got a monster tax deduction ex- expected the second time around but fortunately as we're so many years away from that tax law change we we see less and less of that misunderstanding and it's yeah. just not and it's not just car donations it's also could be rvs or boats or other stuff too right sure yeah yeah um yeah, we were just, as we closed up 2020, we were looking at some of our largest transactions for the year. And actually, um, out of the top 10, I think six were um, not vehicles, but like, excuse mm. me, not cars, but other types of vehicles, um, boats, campers, RVs, farm equipment, anything that flies or floats, we've, we've essentially taken at some point. So, yeah, it's all, all sorts of stuff. Well, the, the program that was on uh, previous to this one, uh, they were talking about timeshares. I'm sure you probably don't take timeshares. Uh, no, no, not, they've been offered <laughs> to us before, and uh, it's funny. It's uh, um, it's just not our, our strength. Like you know, that's the. Um, I'm very proud of this little company that I run, um, and uh, you know, we're very good at, at what we know, and that's the thing we don't know. So yeah, so we don't. We haven't yeah. waded into that yeah. end of the, yeah, end of the spectrum. We stay. Yeah, good. We stay far yeah, away the, from that. Yeah. yeah. The other, you know, let's, let's, you know, take anyone, for example, they, they, they have a car, maybe they inherited a car, maybe they, mm-hmm. you know, had this car sitting around for, maybe it's a, you know, 99 Porsche that's been sitting in the garage for mm-hmm. years, and they can't get the title, they don't have the title for it. The title got lost somewhere. You know, it, uh, it was put in a safe place, and that safe place, dropped out of someone's memory can you help people with um lost titles and such we do we do every day um not at all an uncommon uh exercise and actually for many years we've been kind of insulated by um the the type of cars that we focus on right like the older vehicles generally won't have like liens on them or encumbrances on the title so applying for duplicates or or we have a we have a variety of alternatives, especially if you're looking to get rid of that car that's just kind of had it. Um, in many cases, if that car is being sold, depending on the state that we're in, if that car is being stole, sold directly into the recycling stream, um, you can actually do it without a title, but with an affidavit and a bill of sale and a um, power of attorney in some states, right? Um, in other cases, we go through a long process to, you know, clear liens and and, and tidy up the, the title messes that happen over the years. Um you know, uh, you know, an electronic title, national title would be um, a go a long way to alleviate all these kind of things. But we're still a few years away from seeing something like mm. that. So, yeah. 
but, but it's interesting that you can help people with it. You know, and, you know, let's, you know, let's, uh, you know, we'll pick on my producer Biff for a minute. Let's say he wants to, you know, donate his, uh, his, uh, you know, 1995 Rolls Royce. You know, they're, they were popular at the time, but not so much anymore. And, uh, yeah. he wants to donate, but he wants to find just the right charity. Do you kind of work with people and say, you know, what do you care about? How do you, you know, how do you get someone to sort of, you know, maybe it is, you know, the Animal Rescue League, or maybe it is ALS, or, you know, maybe it is the the Jimmy Fund, or or uh, the Salvation Army, for that matter. Um, how how do you how do you kind of, you know, sit down and talk to people and find out where they're what they care about? So, so there, we have to be careful, right? Because we we in in the place that we represent, we need to be kind of agnostic between the organizations, right? right? So. Um, we we go a long way to make sure that we're not recommending one charity even over another. If if your charity partners with us, it's very it's very very likely, uh, almost entirely universal that it's going to be a a four or five star charity that really pays attention to their fundraising and their donors and everything. So I can say with confidence um, that the charities we work with are just best in class, right? But if somebody um, and, and the vast majority of the donations come through funnels where they've already kind of identified the charity or the keyword or, or the donor intent, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, over three quarters of the volume that we're doing is done completely virtually now. So, you know, they're never speaking to anybody. They're actually facing a web page either through the preferred charity or out there shopping. And we're grateful for the people who are out there shopping carefully, like this gentleman who, uh, in Florida who donated a Porsche last week. Um, and we sold last week, actually. Uh, but for, for the most part, like, yeah, there are conversations that we consistently have and say, hey, I really want to do something to support animals or my father struggled with this, you know, or there's yep. a health issue or a veterans issue. And, and then we're, we're, again, able to really confidently point them in, in directions of charities that they might not even know. Um, in the veteran space especially, there's a lot of really inefficient fundraisers that sound terrific. Um, and we work with some really great organizations where we know that the um, that the difference gets made at the local level, like uh, um, and at the veteran and family level. Um, uh, we work with a great organization called MFAN, Military Family Action Network. Like um, there's a, there's some great resources resources out there that we're thrilled to support, but we have to be very very careful about um, uh, about favoring one over the other, right? Um, yeah, our, our charities trust us. We, yeah, that that makes that. It, that makes perfect sense, and you know, just to be clear, you, you know, your company is a tech company. It's not like you have a it's not like you have a hundred yeah. acre junkyard in the backyard. Nope, no, that's not what we do. Um, yeah, we're a, we're a technology company. We connect. We build applications to connect buyers and sellers, and uh, we you know, we data mine like um, huge pools of wholesale information to be able to. To identify vehicles, we handle electronic titling, electronic liens. We're 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 um we're a smart little shop that does again some things that we're pretty proud of. But yeah, we are not in the auto recycling business. Um, we're especially even in this space, in the car donation space, and in the related spaces, our consumer spaces and our insurance spaces, we're kind of leading the way. Um, and that's really been great during the coronavirus when we needed socially distant processes and technical solutions. Um, it was a short distance for us to travel um, to to really, you know, turn our like can go totally distant, where other programs just floundered. You know, it was yeah. um, we you know we were in a good in a good spot. Yeah, no, it it makes perfect sense. And and again, the the website to really look about vehicle donation is cardonationwizard.com. You can you can look in that. You can find all the charities you're interested in. Um, kind mm-hmm. of in, you know, as we're wrapping up, how did you get into this business? You know, it's so funny. <laughs> uh, but like, by accident. Like, my own career certainly hasn't been a, a straight line, but um, uh, in the early 90s, I actually worked for the National Kidney Foundation in fundraising. I was a it, which actually goes even back farther than that, right? So I got into fundraising because I was a scholarship student in college and wrote grants um, to help pay for school and got exposed to the world of fundraising, understood the dynamics of it, then actually worked for the Kidney Foundation. At the time, they they picked up 72,000 cars a year, some giant number, but we just assumed mm. that we would go pick up all the cars and it would be over, not really understanding or pretending 
or pretending the opportunities here. The automobile is the most heavily recycled consumer product. There's more cars on U.S. roadways today than there have ever been. The average mm-hmm. age of the, of the automobile is higher than it's ever been. Um, all these things bode very, very well for long-term car donation. So I stayed on the periphery of, of, of fundraising for most of my career. I worked in the golf industry. I worked in the defense contracting industry and then um, got recruited back into the auto auction space and uh, really started that focus on the low-end vehicles. And where I was focusing on low-end vehicles, there were piles of donation vehicles. I learned from some really smart people, and I was fortunate to be in some good good spots, but I'm an accidental um, entrepreneur. I just I just really wanted to make a difference somewhere. You know, um, I was happy in my career and everything like that, but I thought there was an opportunity to do something better, and that's just a little bit of how I'm wired. No, it sounds it sounds great, and it and it's great to know that you know all of your charity partners are five hundred one c three. They're nonprofits. They and they they you know when you deal with charities like that, you know they're trying to work to make you know the earth a little bit better place to be. So it it just makes yeah. perfect sense. And again, it's cardonationwizard dot com, uh, and uh, it, you know really it really sort of explains and helps, and it helps both somebody who's maybe. You know, looking at maybe it's a loved one's car they inherited and they don't quite know what to do with it and they're not quite sure, you know, should I get rid of it? And of course they should because it's only going to just be less and less of a car the longer they hold on to it. So knowing that you're going to donate that car to a charity where it can do some good and that person that maybe left you that car or that car you inherited, knowing that their thoughts are going with that car that's going to make, you know, that charity a little bit better place, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No, not at all. It's been a yeah. been a thrill for me and for the people that work I work with, and um, it's, been, it's it's great. Yeah, we love it. No, no, it sounds great. So one more time, cardonationwizard.com. That's how you find out all the information. And Joe, I want to thank you for taking a little time out of your Saturday morning and educating the world a little bit more about uh, car donations and vehicle donations in general and and uh, you know get that old car out of the backyard and this uh, old Volkswagen I have. You might get it back in a couple of years. thanks for that john yeah it was fun all right i appreciate it all right all right take care joe bye-bye be well stay safe take care we need to take another break my name is john paul this is the car doctor program you're listening on north shore 1049 we'll be right back If it's local you want, it's local we have. Your local connection, North Shore 104.9. I Tank Morse, join me weekday mornings. We'll have local news, entertainment, music to get you going, and lots of laughs. Laugh and learn weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on your local connection, North Shore 104.9. Gloucester's Azorian Restaurant is open for lunch and dinner seven days a week for inside dining and for takeout. Azorian's restaurant and bar areas are huge, so the 25% capacity limits guarantee that you'll be well-spaced out to enjoy your meal. Feel the difference when you dine at Azorian. Call ahead for weekend specials, highlighting the freshest seafood available, flavorful Mediterranean dishes, and more. Call 978-283-5500. Reserve your table or order takeout online. You'll always love the Azorian. Details at AzorianRestaurant.com. Ready to retire? I have been working with retirees for over 30 years, and I know one thing for sure. Enjoying a long and fulfilling retirement doesn't just happen. It requires a plan. I'm Mark Singer, your retirement guide at Safe Harbor Retirement, 152 The Linway in Lynn, and I've put together a quick three-minute quiz to help you take the first step in creating your personalized retirement plan. Take the retirement quiz today. Just go to retirenowquiz.com to see how prepared for retirement you really are that's retirenowquiz.com to see if you are ready for retirement securities and advisory services offered through commonwealth financial network member finra sipc so you need a car but you don't have the cash 
you know Misho Mitsubishi in Danvers is a used car solution? People tell me the most difficult part of the car buying process is deciding where to buy. There are so many choices. Who has the best deals? Is the car in good condition? And can I trust them? It's information overload. Well, we have a solution. Misho Mitsubishi on 114 in Danvers is the hidden secret on the North Shore. Full transparency, low-pressure atmosphere, and people that treat you like family. Simply put, we're different. Our inventory is loaded with incredible options, from Acuras to Hondas, Toyotas, and Fords. That's right. We don't just carry Mitsubishi. So whether you're a carpenter, a landscaper, a plumber, or a student going to school, we have the used car for you, and they all have a warranty. Misho Mitsubishi in Danvers is your used car solution. Veterans, senior citizens, you get an extra $250 off as a courtesy. It's the truth. Misho Mitsubishi is different. No shenanigans, just great deals. Visit us on Route 114 in Danvers. MishaWato.com. M-I-C-H-A-U-T. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 1049. I want to thank Joe Hearn for joining us on the program. He's an interesting guy because he, uh, you know, when I first heard about him, I'm like, oh, you uh, He's his office is actually down in southern Rhode Island or western Rhode Island, and I'm like, oh, I know there's a big auction house down there. That must be him, and nothing at all. He has an office space, has no auctions. So uh, just the idea that he's working, he's that conduit, and um, you know knows knows how to do it. And pretty amazing. Uh, I was like, I always like, uh, I, I liked what he said, an accidental entrepreneur. So he just uh, sort of stumbled into something and made a business out of it, and. Uh, I wish I knew how. Anyway, our phone number is 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049. Let's talk to our buddy Robert from Tingsboro. Robert, good morning. Good morning, John. How are you? I'm good. And yourself? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, my question is... Uh, chilly, chilly in Tingsboro this morning? Yeah, we got double digits, 11, 12 degrees. Oh, okay. Well, it's a bit balmy then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, regards the emission laws and mass, have they changed yeah. any? Are they still what they've been for a few? No, years? They, they, yeah, nothing's really changed. I mean, the latest, the latest thing that I saw was that uh, when they do the inspection now, and they, you know, they take pictures of your car and all that. But the the latest thing now is they verify that your car has a gas cap, which I don't quite get because um, if your car didn't have a gas cap, the check engine light would be on. Right. Yeah, so what I was referring I, to, though, was the um, duration. Is it still eight years and eighty thousand miles in the state? Oh, 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 the oh that yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, Massachusetts is still considered a uh, California emission state. So yeah. you know whatever goes for California goes for Massachusetts, uh, Rhode Island, New York. There's a there's a bunch, and and most of the cars that are sold here in uh, Massachusetts and even the surrounding states that aren't California cars end up being California cars because if they're going to ship a car to Massachusetts, they're going to ship the same car to New Hampshire because even though it may not be required in New Hampshire, they, they're going to send the same car there. It's unusual. Yeah, no. Are there exceptions? You know, like uh, what I'm regarding is um, we discussed on exhaust manifold on the Ram yep. Hemi last year, and you had mentioned seven and eight cylinder were the ones that had the crack in the uh, bolts. Yep. Now, you know, I don't have the problem at the moment, but apparently 80,000, 90,000 miles and beyond, they can do that. Is that covered under that emissions, to your knowledge, you know, exhaust, exhaust manifold? I want to say, yeah, because yeah, I, would think. I want to say anything that's up to the catalytic converter. So, like that, like, you know, the... You know the the you know as as the pipe comes down and maybe goes into a Y, then goes into the converter. If that Y pipe had a crack in it, I think that would that would be covered too. So I think so. Pretty yeah, sure because it, it just seems that if it gets into the interior, you know, it's hazardous and it's leaking into yep. the atmosphere. Yeah, it yeah, burns. but it, yeah, it's more. It's more what happens is if it's leaking in front of the converter, it's going to throw the numbers off, and it's going to the yeah. car's going to. The car's going to pollute more, which yeah, is kind sure. of why why I'm thinking is that's why it would be on the other. You know, if you had the converter, you know, if the converter was right under the driver's seat, and the exhaust pipe fell off on the other side of the converter, it wouldn't be covered because 
you know, you could get the same carbon monoxide into the car and all that sort of stuff, but it's not affecting what's coming out of the tailpipe. The tailpipes, you know, the exhaust is still going to be clean. Yeah, Punch a hole in front of the converter. Yeah, yeah. Punch and, a hole in front health. of the converter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, yeah, your, your health. Your, your getting carbon monoxide poisoning isn't going to make any difference. That uh, they don't care about that. They and that's not really true. But you know, you know what I mean. It's the, it's more about whether, um, you know, whether something happens to the car that can alter the tailpipe emissions and we'll something in front of the converter that fresh air would get sucked into the exhaust, it would be thinking there's a higher, you know, oxygen level. The the oxygen sensor would try to make up for it, and because of that, it would probably make it run a little bit richer. When, so what's coming out of the tailpipe would be, you know, would be uh, dirtier, and that's kind of the reason. So, yeah. yeah. Could set off yeah. a check engine light possibly, too. Oh, uh, yeah, usually, usually when you have some kind of leak in front of the converter, over time it can, it can, uh, turn on a check engine light. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Okay, I've been watching a lot of these forums you know, online and, uh, you know, people with high mileage and yeah. showing their correction, you know, how they change the bolts and, you know, clever ways. Yeah, I mean, I mean, some of the, some of these forums, I was looking at a forum about something the other day and I'm kind of scrolling through it and I'm like, no, that's not right. That's not right. That's not right. And, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's, uh, you know, people, people go on, even though it's a forum about, you know, Ram trucks and, you know, people say, well, on my GMC, I did this. Well, uh, it's a different truck, you know, you right. can't, yeah. yeah, you know, so you, you know, always kind of look for a consensus when you're looking on those forums of, you know, three or four people that agree. And that's the best, that's the best thing to do. Uh, um, you know, you find sometimes that, you know, somebody just somebody just has a loud opinion about something, and it's just because they don't like it doesn't mean that right. it isn't going to work. So bad publicity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, John, thanks okay. for the information. All right, all right, take care, Robert. Long. All right, you as well. Take care. Bye bye. Our phone number again: eight hundred three seventy one zero four nine eight hundred three seventy one zero four nine. I want to talk about the car that I drove around a little bit, and I don't get to drive. No, I get to drive a lot of fantastic vehicle vehicles, but this one isn't quite out yet, and it's the 2022 Acura MDX. And if you joined me on Facebook this morning on my Facebook Live, I mentioned it. Um, the Acura MDX shares a lot with the Honda Pilot, uh, but the and I think up until this new fourth generation, maybe it's shared a little too much, but the new MDX. Um, yeah, it's not much has changed in the engine. It's still a 290 horsepower, 3.5 liter V6. And I remember when 290 horsepower was a lot. Now they put it in SUVs and vans and things. But 290 horsepower is still a, a lot, especially when it comes out of a 3.5 liter V6 engine. Um, what is new now is it is connected to a Honda built, uh, Acura built, if you will. Uh, 10-speed automatic transmission instead of the uh, former 9-speed transmission. Um, Front-wheel drive is standard. Uh, the one I drove was all-wheel drive. Um, the, uh, you know, the first thing I noticed about it is that um, I really think Acura is trying to put a lot of NSX, the sports car, into the car because even though there's a kind of comfort and then a sport mode, um, the sport mode feels sporty, and the look of the car looks sporty, and it has uh, kind of a lot of that going with it. Um, it is, um, it is, uh, you know, you look inside the car, and from previous generation, this one, a lot more of a premium feel to it. I mean, it really feels like a luxury car now. Um, just even some of the the trim they used, uh, it's it's just. Um, just a really good looking car and of course you know things like dual zone climate control and heated seats and heated steering wheel and you know cooled seats and you know way too much adjustability you know you can you can get 16 way power adjustable seats my car has my personal car has one two three if you count the lumbar support so forward backwards tilt and lumbar support uh 16 16 it's too many adjustments i can't make up my mind too many adjustments. So, uh, but the other thing is they've they've uh, 
they've come up with a little bit more space. The the new MDX is a little bit longer, a little bit wider, um, and uh, there's a lot of room in the front seat, a lot of room in the back seat. Third row, a little bit more room. Um, I crawled back there just to see what it was like. I usually do that with every car that has third rows. Um, You can squish back there, but, uh, you know, probably better for kids more than anything else. Uh, You know, if you really want if you really want more room than that, you really almost got to go up to like a Escalator or a Suburban or, or you know, something for, you know, that's really going to seat adults in the third row. It's going to be a really bigger vehicle. Big, huge uh, infotainment screen. It uses the uh, advanced touchpad capability, works, which works out really nice. It's got built-in um, Wi-Fi hotspot. It also has a wireless smartphone charger that actually, I mean, I don't have the newest smartphone. I have an Apple X or 10 or whatever it's called. And in the last couple of months, different cars that have driven with the smartphone charger, the passive one, you just sit it on top of the charger and it charges the phone up, um, they've been too small to fit my phone. And the one in this MDX plenty room just sat right there, charged up the phone, worked really well. Um, the sound system is fantastic. And like all Acura products, every driver safety feature you can imagine, um, technology kind of abounds in Acura vehicles, and it's no different in this one. Uh, it has, you know, automatic collision warning, you know, with emergency braking, uh, lane departure warning, lane departure correct, all, all, the, all the new features. And I always recommend, I stole this line from... Uh, George Kennedy, when he was on the show one time, George Kennedy, auto writer, and does a lot with the Museum of Transportation in Brookline. You know, he said, as important it is to road test a car, you need to road test the tech and the driver assistance tech. Some of some people like it. Some people don't. Maybe it's too much. Maybe you can't shut it off. Um, I have to admit, I guess because I'm a slightly wandering driver, I tend to... Um, bump the center line occasionally, especially when no one else is on the road, and it warns me and says, you're drifting out of the lane. Um, tends to be a feature I tend to shut off. Um, and it's nice that, you know, in this model, I shut it off because I was on a road, I was on a, a highway road that the lines weren't very clear, and it would bing even times where it, the, because the roads weren't very good. So uh, it was something I could shut off, so easy to use. I was talking to a, a fellow the other day, older guy, uh, put a lot of money into fixing his car, and he put a lot of money into fixing his car because he 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 road tested a couple of new cars and said the technology is too too much for him to handle. So you can kind of look at you know technology as being a good or a bad thing. But this new Acura MDX, uh, if you're thinking about replacing a Honda Pilot or uh, current MDX. Hold out till summertime when this new MDX comes out. I think you'll really like it. It's uh, it's just it's very well done. Um, feels luxurious, but yet it feels sporty. So if you're looking for something that's a that has kind of a sporty feel to it, but also has all the creature comforts you want, including the you know great big infotainment screen and really good stereo. And I'm tone deaf, so I don't really know. And you like to do things like sync your you know iPhone or Android device to your car. You can do that really easily on this and uh, just just a well done nicely put together suv and uh uh i want to thank uh acura for sending it up and of course automotion for delivering it in pristine condition like they always do i think we need to take another break our phone lines are wide open if you want to join us 800-370-1049 800-370-1049 give us a call phone lines are open love to talk to you we'll be right back <music> Have you heard the story of the hot rod race with the Fords and Lincolns was setting the pace? That story is true, I'm here to say, I was driving that Model A. It's got a Lincoln motor and it's really souped up, that Model A body makes it look like a pup's got eight cylinders and uses them all, got overdrive, just won't stall. With a four-barrel carb and a dual exhaust, with four living gears you can really get lost. Got safety tubes, but I ain't scared, the brakes are good, tires fair. Pulled out of San Pedro late one night The moon and the stars was shining bright We was driving up great fine hill Passing cars like they was standing still Are your Christmas bills piling up? 
Cash for Gold is paying cash for broken, unused, or unwanted jewelry, sterling silver sets, gold, silver, platinum coins, and much more. Stop by at 185 South Main Street, Route 114 in Middleton, across from Richardson's Ice Cream Batting Cages. They will test your items while you watch and pay you cash on the spot. Check out their great reviews at cashforgoldmiddleton.com. Cash for Gold has a warm and friendly atmosphere. No appointment is needed. Bill and Hank are looking forward to seeing you at Cash for Gold. Catch the latest ski report weekday mornings at 9.50 and weekday afternoons at 12.50. Brought to you by Acura of Peabody, where they're not a dealership, but a relationship. Hi, this is Scott Whitley with Wicked Bites north of Boston. Please join us every single Sunday morning at 9 a.m. as we do our best to help the restaurants through this incredibly tough time. Sunday mornings, 9 a.m., North Shore 104.9. This weather report is brought to you by Northeast Basement Systems. Make your wet, damp, or leaky basement dry with Northeast Basement Systems, the leader in basement technology. Call 877-DRY-THE-NUMBER-4-U. Hi, everyone. I'm Mark Rosenthal with you on this Saturday. Here is your North Shore 104.9 forecast survey the North Shore in the Murrimack Valley. For today, lots of sunshine, blue sky, a few clouds, windy, cold weather. Temps about 23, wind chills in the single numbers. Clear, very cold overnight, lows 4 to 8 above. And tomorrow, lots of sunshine, warming into the upper 20s. Clouding over quickly on Monday. It'll be in the upper 20s to about freezing. Snow could break out late in the day. Snow piling up 7 inches Monday night could mix with a change to rain along the coast on Tuesday. Please stay tuned. With a forecast being brought to you by the Berry Tavern in Danvers. The Berry Tavern is open every day for lunch and dinner. The Berry Tavern offers takeout, ordering curbside pickup and delivery through local delivery companies. Call the Berry Tavern, 978-777-2377. For local North Shore, 1049, I'm Mark Rosenthal. Welcome back to the Car Doctor Program on North Shore 104.9. I, I was just saying to uh, Biff that uh, Mark Rosenthal with his weather, uh, you know, when I was on, uh, uh, you know, doing an interview this morning on uh, a radio station down in Westley, uh, Mark Rosenthal was down there. He's everywhere. He's everywhere with his weather wisdom. So uh, thank you to Mark for doing that. Maybe someday we ought to have Mark on the show. What can we talk about? What can we talk about weather? Oh, I, weather I, and, I, I oh, think, I have I think an you, idea. You, can, you'd be fine We can talk Mark. about the idea of... Yeah, but the idea of, you know, maybe cars getting hit by lightning. You know, <laughs> okay. you know, and, the, and, the, and the probability of it? <laughs> uh, not much. You get probably better shot of winning the lottery. But, uh, uh, yeah. But, you know, a lot of people think the tires protect your car when it gets hit by lightning. But it doesn't. It's actually the, it's actually the shell of the car. The electricity goes around the outside of the car and goes to the ground. Tires have nothing to do with it. I always thought the tires protected you. Uh, I did. Nope, not at all. I did. Uh, know, how I, know how I learned that? I, I, I learned that at the Museum of Science. Wow. Because they had a lightning exhibit. Yep. 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 And I, and I, and I asked the guy, I said, so same, same theory. Uh, you're standing inside this metal cage and lightning's hitting it and you don't get hurt. And the same thing with your car. And he said, yep, everybody thinks it's tires. It's not the tires. It's the car. Like, wow. Uh, I said, how about if it's a Corvette? That's made out of fiberglass. Ah, good question. Said, we always get one of those. We always get one of those people. <laughs> and he never answered me. <laughs> that would be you. <laughs> uh, but let's talk. Let's talk to. Uh, let's talk to John in Wakefield. Good morning, John. Good morning. Uh, How are you? A couple of good. Thanks. Uh, a couple of days ago, AAA come down. I had a jump start. My wife's uh, 2011 Honda CRV, and uh, okay, got it going, and you know. Good outlook. Thought maybe we'd need a battery, but it wasn't needed, according to him, and that's fine. Really? But anyway, uh, afterwards, I noticed that her radio wouldn't work, and the clock was kept on blinking. And uh, I'm not too savvy on that stuff, but uh, yeah. it says enter, enter code. Now, I've oh, had that, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. I've had the car stump jump started before, and that never happened. So I was wondering yeah. if it had something to do with the computer. It says no, no. What what ha no? What happened is the battery went so dead that the that the uh, radio lost its memory. Oh, huh. So um, so somewhere in the car, in the owner's manual, somewhere there's a yeah. code for the radio, 
And you okay. need to find that, you know, you need to follow the directions how to enter the radio code. Okay. And it's, you know, it's going to, so, so you know, it's a code, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then, and, and I, and then I got one more you... question, John. Sure. Uh, Go ahead. Some, some, some time back, I, I have a 2015 Honda Pilot. Uh, okay. I went over kind of a steep curb and the right tire come banging down the right wheel. And uh, yep. I noticed after that, that tire started wearing quite a bit. It was actually kind of bald from the outside in about a couple of inches, you mm -hmm. know, way different than the other tires. And uh, now, what's the difference? Be would I need a wheel alignment or a front-end alignment, or are they both the same thing, or what's the difference? They're both, they're, they're, they're both, they're both the same. What happens oh, okay. is if you think of, yeah, if you think of your car and the four wheels, they should... For all intents and purposes, they should travel together, front and back should travel together in a straight line. Chances okay. are when you hit the curb, you banged in the right front wheel a little bit. So yes, it's, it's, either, it's either the camber angle, so the way the wheel tilts kind of top to bottom, or the toe-in, which is the, you know, if you think of, if you look at, look at your feet, and if your feet are pointing straight ahead and you move your toes towards each other, that's too much toe in. You move them out, too much toe out. Your tires do the same thing. And when you have a little too much toe in on one side, a lot of times they'll wear one side more than the other, but actually both sides are wearing a little bit. So yeah. the first thing I would do is go into a shop and do a wheel, have a wheel alignment done. And at the yeah. same time, when you get that wheel alignment done, they will... Um, look and make sure you haven't damaged, you know, bent a tie rod end or something yeah. like that. Well, I'm Chances already to are get, it's not. Yeah. I'm already to get tires. So uh, I know a okay. lot of places they have the uh, free alignment with the wheel alignment. Yeah. I was just, because yeah. in the old days, I always referred to it as a front end alignment, it seemed. And, yeah. and today, yeah. it Well, seems because way, yeah, well, way back in the olden days, when I used to do front end alignments, it was just the front end. And that's all we did. We did the front wheels. And then there was a few cars. I, I worked at a, a, a place, and there was a, a, a sports car place not far from us. So they, would, they didn't have an alignment machine. And they said, oh, we need to do a four-wheel alignment. And what we would have to do is we'd, we'd actually have to back the car onto the alignment machine to do the rear wheels. And uh, but but back then the majority of cars they were all front wheel alignment. And then as we started to see you know more front wheel drive cars and more uh, cars where the rear wheels were adjustable, you could start to adjust the rear wheels. So um, you know normally when you get the deal with the I bought tires and they give me a free alignment, they're usually just checking the front wheels. And they're uh -huh. usually it's not. I get to, it's kind of, you know from what I understand and I don't work in that those stores so I don't know but from what I understand it's worth everything you paid for it right so right. you know so they don't they don't do a re, they may not do a really thorough four wheel alignment and when when you go there and they say oh we do the free alignment if you if you do the tires say to them is it a four wheel alignment or are you just checking <laughs> the toe on the front wheels and right. You know, see what they say, and oh, maybe they yeah. do a four-wheel alignment. I don't know, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very okay. much. Okay. All right. Friend. Thank you. You take care now. You All right. Too, bye. Be safe. Bye-bye. Our phone number again is 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049. That's how you get through and talk to us about your car and your car problem. We would love to talk to you and see what's on your mind. 800-370-1049. To Breaking Bread with Joe Piantadosi, Sunday, 10 to 11. Guests will include car czar Ernie Bach Jr. and photojournalist Bill Brett. That's Breaking Bread with Joe Piantadosi, Sunday, 10 to 11, here on North Shore 1049. 
Hi folks, this is Gerard Moynihan of Moynihan Lumber. Professional builders and remodelers choose Anderson Windows more than any other brand in the United States. They do so because Anderson Windows and Patio Doors offer beautiful natural wood interiors, low-maintenance exteriors, and outstanding energy efficiency. See the complete line of Anderson Windows at any of our three locations in Beverly, North Reading, or Plastown, New Hampshire, or at MoynihanLumber.com. At Acura of Peabody, experience Acura's Luxury 2020 MDX with roomy seating for seven, superior performance, the latest technology, and a safe, comfortable ride for your family. Lease the all-wheel drive MDX for just $2.75 a month for 36 months. Only at Acura of Peabody. Acura of Peabody, for the best selection, price, and service. They're easy to find on Route 114 in Peabody or online at acurapeabody.com. Raising your inner voice with Jay Foss. Oh, that's a great question. Sundays at 7. Yeah, that's a great question. Well, that's a really interesting question. Well, we've got great, great question. Yeah, it's a great question. It's a great question. Yeah, that's a great question. I'm throwing a lot of questions at you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great, Jay. Join me Sunday nights, won't you? As we ask great questions. Call in. Raising your inner voice. Sundays at 7 on 1049 FM. One of these days, I'll be on the road again. You know, it, uh, you know when uh, we finally get kind of wrapped up in COVID, I get wrapped up, uh, wrap up COVID, whatever it is. You know, maybe we'll be able to do some remote broadcasts. You know, go up to, uh, go up to Misho Mitsubishi, or go up and see the folks at uh, North Shore Nissan or something. That'd be kind of fun to do. Always good to do. And uh, always, I always kind of like doing that sort of stuff. So could be fun to do. Uh, we have a we have about nine minutes left. If you would like to join us, pick up the phone and give us a call at 800-370-1049, 800-370-1049. And love to talk to you about uh, your car and car problems. Uh, hopefully you don't have too many car problems. So, so Biff, you don't have any car problems because your car started this morning and got to the radio station. So that's a good thing. So I, I did. Yes and yes to that. Yeah. Yes and yes. Mm. So we do. Yeah, we do so. have a caller on the phone. We're just going to get in. Get in right. under the wire. It's it's Jim calling okay. from the car, and he's got a couple of questions for you. Jim, you there? All right. Let's. Yes, I am. All right. Go ahead, Jim. Okay. Thank you. We have a 2010 Camry four-cylinder, and I'm replacing the spark plugs. The uh, Denso was the original. 113,000 miles on the car, and uh, Denso recommends not putting Never Seize on the spark plugs when they're reinstalled. I didn't know if you had any uh, uh, comments or opinions on that. Yeah, the the idea is that when you, uh, and there's always a little bit of a different opinion on this, but the idea is when you lubricate the threads, you're going you're gonna to throw off the torque. So if you're somebody who actually uses a torque wrench to put in spark plugs and the torque number gets kind of skewed because of the extra lubrication, um, I, I, with aluminum cylinder heads years and years ago, always dabbed a little bit. Of just, I mean, not, I didn't coat the threads. I just dabbed a little bit on there. Um, and, you know, with very few exceptions, uh, you know, I would... Um, you know, I always tried to look at torque numbers, uh, and I always tried to be a little bit fussy because I've seen too many engines that people either over-tighten the spark plugs or didn't tighten them enough, and all of a sudden, you know, 5,000 miles later, the spark plug blows out because the spark plug wasn't tight enough. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if the spark plug, the, the theory is if the spark plug threads are good and clean and the spark plug's brand new, you shouldn't need to use never seize, and the, uh, and they shouldn't have a problem when they come back out if they put in properly and everything's good and clean. Usually what causes a spark plug to, to bind up is as you're backing it out, um, dirt gets dirt and corrosion junk gets jammed in the threads, which is why I always t used to tell young mechanics, 
tighten a little before you loosen. So, you know, snug it a little bit to break it, oddly enough, to break it free and then back it off. So so when you tighten up a little bit, you can take a little bit of compressed air if you have to blow it around the outside of the spark plug and back it off. You're going to have a whole lot less problems that way than just trying to wind it out and all of a sudden have all that junk it caught in the threads and cause it to bind up. So, um, yeah, I, I more or less agree with... Uh, with Denso as far as not doing anything like that, but I got to tell you, my my snowblower and my lawnmower, for instance, when I change a spark plug, because I don't do it very often, I dab a little bit of Neversees on there, and on those, I got to be honest, I don't, I'm not, I'm not that fussy. I'm just cranking the spark plug in and make it snug and hope for the best. But on on a, on an engine, especially one with the aluminum cylinder heads, I try to be a little bit fussier about how it's going in. And uh, so, what did you do? Did you lubricate or not? Uh, I haven't done it yet. I got the old ones out. Um, they, yep. As I said, it's 110,000 miles. So yep. I was, I, over a couple of days, I was able to back them out. I was obviously concerned right. um, to strip the threads. So I put um, yep. pen turn in, and then, as you said, tightened it first and then backed it off. But it, right. um, you know, I went really, I went slow and let it sit. I was able to leave the car in the garage for a few days, um, so that worked out. But I was able to get them all out without any problems. Yeah. There was no aluminum on the threads of the spark plugs. Um, but I uh, ordered the new ones and put the old ones back, and and now I, I just wanted your opinion. Yep. So, so you recommend yep. not putting it on? I do have a torque wrench. I know the torque if, value. Yeah. yeah, if it if it if everything's nice and clean, I don't think you need to. Um, I worked with an I worked with an old time mechanic that used to put a little bit of chassis grease on every spark plug he put in, and he's like, I've been doing that for fifty years. That's what I do. And and but back then, you know, cast iron cylinder heads, nobody nobody looked at torque you know you're just cranking them in and leaving them alone aluminum a little bit fussier now if you said to me i took a a match heads worth of never sees and dabbed it on the thread and is it going to be a problem i don't think so yeah, but i wouldn't but i wouldn't take like a i wouldn't take a brush and brush it all around the threads i think that might be that might be a a, a little bit too much so you know, a, okay. just a dab on the end so they go in. The other thing is, I mean, if you really wanted to, you could, and, and it's kind of one of those things you've got to be a little bit fussy about, um, you know, uh, you know, cleaning up the threads a little bit. I've seen people take something like a, uh, um, a battery brush, you know, the kind you clean the inside of a battery cable with, and just kind of, you know, dampen it a little bit so you kind of hold on to the dirt. And you know, kind of wind it into the threads just to make sure the threads are good and clean. So you know, when the when the spark plug goes in, it's going to go in nice and easy. And again, if you have any problem, you know, the the, the ideal thing always is to put a spark plug in by hand, nice and easy. If it starts to bind up, back it back out and clean up the threads if you have to. And if you have to actually use a thread chaser to do it, you then you then you're actually using a little bit of a uh, little bit of grease on the thread chaser. to keep any cleaning from falling into the engine but um and and if uh you can always just crank it over and it'll, it'll spit it back out too so uh but you know i think you're doing everything you're doing everything you could possibly do not to have a problem right and yeah exactly i don't want to avoid a problem i want to avoid a problem yeah absolutely okay, okay. i think thanks for your advice uh, and all right your show. all right all right take care bye-bye now you too we'll see you back all right uh this is kind of interesting and i drove this car but the michigan police are going to go electric with the new Mustang Mach-E. Police in Ann Arbor, Michigan, are among the early buyers of the Ford Mustang Mach-E electric crossover. I just don't want to call it a Mustang. I'm sorry, people from Ford. It should be just called the Ford Mach-E. Mach-E electric crossover. But uh, uh, they, the city wants to be carbon neutral by the year 2030. Uh, Ann Arbor uh, is spending $93,000 to replace two patrol cars at the end of its service life with all-wheel drive marquees. The purchase is assisted by a $30,000 from the city's Sustainable Energy Foundation, and they aim to install 100 level 2 electric chargers around town for the to go along with the EV purchase. Although I did read about some, some police station somewhere. I want to say it was Las Vegas, but I might be making it up. And they had a Tesla for a police car, and they ran out of electricity chasing somebody. That's embarrassing. Um, but the city chose uh, one marquee select in carbonized gray, the other in silver. Both will have standard uh, battery, giving the estimated about uh, 211 miles of range, 0 to 60 time in about 5 seconds. And uh, they can chase down uh, people, air polluters, I guess. Uh, but, uh, 
200 miles of range for a police car actually is probably pretty good because, you know, most of the time they're just kind of cruising around, not putting a lot of mileage on their cars, a lot of time on their cars. You know, think about police cars. Most of the time you see them sitting because they're, they're doing observation. And when they're sitting, they're not using batteries. So uh, the standard battery is probably a good package for that particular car. Well, I did something that uh, I advise people never, ever to do, but I did it yesterday. I don't know what happened at my house two nights ago, but it looked like a flock of seagulls attacked my car. So I went out and washed it yesterday at one of those self-service car washes in eight-degree weather. Not the smartest thing I ever did, by the way. But uh, but uh, don't do that. On really cold days, don't do that, because all the doors are going to freeze shut. I had to come home and leave all the doors open and wipe everything down. Uh, but I wanted to clean up the car a little bit, because it looked awful. It looked terrible. As always, I want to thank everybody for calling in. I want to thank Joe Hearn from uh, from uh, Car Donation Wizard. Next week, we're going to be talking to the folks from IC Cars. In two weeks, we're going to be talking to Alex uh, from uh, Beverly Hills Car Company. So we've got a lot going on over the next couple of weeks. Until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car. And thanks to Beth for doing everything he does back at the station. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye.